Welcome to the second episode of the Free Women Podcast. We are your hosts, Lisa Smiley. And Kim Hansen. Lisa, I've been dying to talk to you. So this week has been ridiculous. Yes. And since um, our last podcast that we felt went pretty well looking at it, I think it... All things considered. Yep. We just took the dive, right? And said... We have awesome conversations. We're talking about deep things of God and what's going on in the world. And we wanted to share our conversations with other people. And I feel like we did that last week. Yes. Um, I also, listening back, was like, dude, once we got about halfway through, it was like, okay, we're actually getting with the groove now, having a conversation. It, I was really happy with what I heard. So yes, and I think it's only going to get better, Kimmy. Well, yes, because as you do things, you learn. And I think the biggest thing for us for years, we talked about you had prophesied this over me for years, seven years ago, I believe. and it was never right. Shortly after I met you, God yeah. just gave me this vision of you leading something, getting your voice out, being a voice for Christians, conservatives, and just being on the front lines. Mm. It, it just always scared. It did scare me. It really, really did. And it, it, it still scares me a little bit now, but this is the cool thing now. Now that um, it's time and we know that it's time, the fear of what, what happened is the fear of the Lord trumped my fear of what people think of me or what my voice, what I think my voice sounds like or what I think about what people are going to say about my opinion or judge me or whatever. Um, I'm not an expert on anything other than uh, myself. I, I do know myself better than only God knows me better, you know. Well, I know you pretty well, too. Indeed, you do. But as like I'm saying, it just that fear of the Lord will will cause you to take action. Don't you agree? I agree. And I am such a perfectionist. Usually <laughs> I never release anything unless I think it's perfect. Not that I'm saying my work is perfect. Wait, wait. Who, you're telling me. I, this I know about you, darling. You are a perfectionist. And what I love about you is that it's one of the things I appreciate about, appreciate about you as my friend is that knowing you like I do, I know that you don't move. Your perfectionism, you overuse sometimes, and that'll cause you to, to procrastinate. But when you hear God, you stand on God's word. And when God tells you to move, you move. When God tells you to wait, you wait. And I know because I've seen you do it. And I've seen how God always shows up. So the fact that Lisa Smiley, the perfectionist, wants everything perfect and beautiful and edited and checked, says, go, I don't care. I don't even need to listen to it, post it. I was like, dang. Okay, Jesus, I hear you loud and clear. If Lisa's going, if you're going, I know it's time to go. And I am so thankful for you for that. And I'm thankful for your faithfulness to the Lord to bring us to this place right now. It's time. The season has shifted, and if we don't make our voices heard, we will be silenced. And I think about this with my kids. I have four kids, and it's hard for us to speak out now, but it's going to be ten times harder, if not impossible, for our kids to do that when they come of age. That. This all is about kids. This is all about posterity. And it's so weird how God talks about, and what we talked about, Isaiah 54, part of the reason that I felt free woman, it just resonated in my spirit so much for years. And it started with Isaiah 54. And that is what we're doing now. We're standing for what God's doing. Listen, Isaiah 54, there's so much good in here. 
but I'm just going to go right now today to 13. I will teach all your children and they will enjoy great peace. And then 14, you will be secure under a government that is just and fair. Your enemies will stay far away. You will live in peace and terror will not come near you. If any nation comes to fight you, it is not because I sent them. Whoever attacks you will go down in defeat. Come on. Come on. Come on. That is what we're fighting for. Listen to this. Chapter 16. This is good. I'm just going to finish. I have created the blacksmith who fans the coals beneath the forge and makes the weapons of destruction. (laughs) Our God. And in that day, in that coming day, no weapon turned against you will succeed. You will silence every voice raised up to accuse you. These benefits are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. Their vindication will come from me. I, the Lord, have spoken. Um, yes, please. That's, that is the God we serve. And whew, his word says he will teach our children and they will be secure under a government that is just and fair. And that is what our founding fathers created with the founding of America. And that's what we're fighting for today. Mm-hmm. So the, I think that ultimately is the motivation. And I do believe God's word. My life changed as a Christian when I decided I believed God's word, what, God word, what God's word said in uh, the Bible, and also what God says to me, that I trust him. And he has proved ever faithful. So he, his word says this. So I'm, I'm believing that by partnering with him, he's a miracle working God. And I'm standing on his word. And anyway, anywho, sorry I went off on a Bible detour, but it, it was important, I feel like, to understand. That's a big motivator behind why we're doing, why we named it Free Woman. Um, which there's more to it to that, but why we are doing what we're doing. Because God's promises come tr- are true. So with that. With that. So let's just do a quick recap from last week and what's happened. I think the uh, elephant in the room is the election. Like <laughs> we said, it is not over. I'm so tired of it. And that's why I know other people are feeling that way too. But go, yeah, keep, go. Yes, so we had the Million Mega March last week, Mm -hmm. and I hear it went extraordinarily well. And they they weren't tired. There were hundreds of thousands. They don't have an exact number, but over 100,000 patriots there in Freedom Plaza. Right, and there has been a lot going on with the... um, Oh, wait, hold on. Yeah, that went well, but that night didn't go well. When they tried to leave, when they were leaving... BLM and Antifa attacked. Did you not hear this? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. I'm like, what? It was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. They were hounded and uh, beat, hit, old people knocked out, cold cocked. Like, oh, that should not happen in America. It shouldn't happen anywhere, but that should not happen in America. And did any media cover it i mean i don't watch much of the mainstream stuff i just kind of check and see what their narrative is but i can't i i can't waste my time watching that stuff it's just vile to me because they think we're so stupid it offends me that they think of americans that way that they they think they can just tell them everything to think i digress we'll talk about that more later but Yes, um, the calls for, you know, a time of healing with the Democrats and Joe Biden's just, that's not what we're really seeing on the streets. No, unity means do it our way because we won. Get on board. Get on board or go to a re-education camp. Which, really, all it would have to be is university. <laughs> 
<laughs> mandatory college for everybody. Well, they're making it free, so why wouldn't you go? So the plumbers and the janitors and all the blue-collar workers can pay for gender studies degrees, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if you think about it, they are taking over all these corporations and are doing all of these, um, Michael Rechtenwald calls it uh, woke capital, mm. which it is, woke corporations. They went woke because people who majored in woke, and by I'm using woke as a stand-in or a substitute for um, social studies, like you were talking about feminist studies and all the discrepancy studies, or discrepancy, disparity. Oh, it's horrible. Um, they're now, they graduated and they're in corporate America now, and they're writing the policies for corporate America. Right. They did not just stay in the universities, which I think the right thought that that would happen. But we see that in the corporations, in the big corporations, uh, that BLM has so much support. So, you know, when you are just checking your email, you're getting all these emails about BLM and how anti-racist they are. But it's really seeped into the rest of society. It's horrible. It, it's absolutely horrible. The racism is, it's really disturbing because it, it smells of anti-Semitism in its vile um, treatment of things and the uh, dehumanization of people. But, th- but what's crazy is this is bigger than the Jews. Like, the Jews w- weren't that many. What percentage of the population were they? I don't know for sure. But they, it wasn't half the population. And in the United States, we're looking at like half the population is not on board with that stuff. What are you going to do? That is why this is so important, what is going on with this election. And it is battle of good and evil right now. I've never prayed so much for my country as, as I have been this last six, no, since probably COVID started, but then once the election really kicked into gear, um, this moment is of utmost importance to the trajectory of this world because the goal is to erase the country lines that we would be a We'd be constituents of the world. What does our boy Klaus call it? I don't know, but we're going we're gonna to listen to it. Yes, so with the election, there is a lot going on. And I feel like right now we are waiting on the evidence to come out. And they have promised a lot of things. For example, Sidney Powell, who is a very, very serious lawyer, a very good lawyer, one of the top in the country, and she just, she, I love her because she talks with her country accent. And <laughs> She's she, a Texan. And she just slices and dices and she <laughs> ain't messing around. And I love to hear her talk. I do. And Lynn Wood. Lynn Wood is a baller too. These attorneys. Yeah, don't mess with them. So she said she is going to release the Kraken. <laughs> and here are just some of the uh, things that she said um, through different interviews. I don't make comments without having the evidence to back it up. Mm-hmm. We're fixing to overturn the results of the election in multiple states, and President Trump won not just by hundreds of thousands of votes, but by millions of votes. We have so much evidence, it feels like it's coming in through a fire hose. I love that she said fixing too. <laughs> she is amazing. Um, okay, I, that all could very well be true. And I feel like the longer time goes by without us seeing. Let me take that back. The rule of law has been eroded so much already, Lisa, that you can have 
evidence and or you can follow procedure and it doesn't matter you're going to get bowled over by the left and that's exactly that just happened last night in Michigan um, in the county goodness where Detroit the the, the county Lane Detroit county. is in I'm not sure but they had can- two canvassers that would not they found discrepancies yep. so they were not going to vote to certify the vote and, and then they got hounded threatened on a, all while a meeting is going on it happened live like they were in the meeting the word got out it was going on and it this man absolutely berated them calling them racist that their names were forever going to be known they were going to be on the wrong side of history and these two Republican canvassers that that had to vote on the uh, validity or they were the certification, they they gave in and they let it go. Nobody was fighting. Now the other side wasn't saying no, they weren't discrepancies or um, or, or anything like that. They were just saying you're going to do it because we say, and they did it. So. I'm seeing things. That's just one example of how procedural things or truth doesn't matter. If the court that would adjudicate any of the wrongdoing, if they won't pick it up, if they won't, I mean. No, you're absolutely right. That's what scares me. I feel like, and there's plenty, we just see stuff in Nevada. We see stuff happening all the time. Something new is coming out every day. And I just want to say that this is not going to end tomorrow. We are going to see the evidence come out week by week, and this could go into January. So just a warning, the election is not over, and I'm sitting tight. I think they have evidence that could change this election. Girl, right now, Biden's team is moving forward, but they're really, really ticked off. Because Trump isn't budging yet. And I am thankful for it. Because he's playing. The law is on his side right now. Even though the media is acting like it's not. It really is. So it shows me there's enough. There's enough truth. There's enough. It's like while we're there. And the process is still playing out. Even with the illegal things that have been done. And all of the just malfeasance and just stupidity and laziness and just this election was a mess but there's still our foundation is is strong our our founders knew what they were doing and they built that's why they wrote for this election to be to go to the electoral college right it's it's something and i think this really does pull back the curtain with how um, just vulnerable our electoral process is. Yeah, okay, so Dominion, the that software or, or election voting software or whatever, it's a Canadian company, <laughs> but Canada wouldn't use yes. the systems. Check this out. Elections <laughs> Canada. Elections Canada does not use Dominion voting systems. We use paper ballots counted by hand in front of scrutineers and have never used voting machines or electronic tabulators to count votes in our 100-year history. Perhaps we could learn something from our neighbors on this point. Their immigration uh, laws are pretty tight, too. (laughs) Canada. Canada, except for, I think we're about ready to transition uh, to the next topic we want to talk about. But to wrap up the presidential election, I think that that's why, as Christians and as people who are uh, paying attention to what's going on in the world and and working at it, because let's admit it right now, if you want to be informed, you have to work for it. You do. You can't be fed anything. Like, if someone is serving me a plate, I'm I'm assuming 
that they're like from the mainstream media, it's like, I'm assuming it's poisoned or like a cup. They're like, I ain't drinking from that. Like, no, thank you. Um, we just have to keep trusting our systems, praying for our country, praying for consciences. Like, I can't imagine those people, how vulnerable they felt. Like they were going to be forever pilloried. The two um, Michigan folks that, that said no. That's tough. And I know I couldn't stand up for it w without the Lord. No way. No way. No way. But you got to have something to lean on. Like, you can't do it on your own. It's, it's tough. And it not, doesn't necessarily... A lot of people may have principles like that, and they don't identify them necessarily as God. They just have this strong conviction. But you got to have that conviction like we were talking about, that fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord is like, kind of like fear of your dad. If you know that you shouldn't be doing something and your dad, <laughs> you're doing something you wouldn't want to tell your dad, that's kind of like fear of the Lord. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's very similar. You shouldn't do that. So, oh. so right, this Lisa. election does go beyond just what we're seeing. And uh, let's talk about the topic for today which is the not so great reset Kimmy <laughs> I'm laughing because if I don't I will cry <laughs> it's like as a Christian um, and I believe in the Bible because I, I do I believe it's the word of God and I have read revelations <laughs> So when I see things like this come about, I'm like, oh, it, seriously, like my spidey sense just goes off. It. What about you, Lisa? It's, I feel like what's going on right now, we're getting a little bit too close to the end. Now, I'm not saying we're there yet, but there are signs. Well, we're making decisions that are leading us down that path. Mm -hmm. Now, where, how long that path is, we don't know, but we knew what, we know what's in the end, at the end of that path. And it feels like decisions are being made that are headed down that path. And the great reset, I think is one of them, but more importantly, it is about taking over the world right now. Literally an evil mastermind to take over the world. Is. So, yes, let's start from the beginning, just, uh, you know, summarizing exactly uh, what the Great Reset is. Yeah, well, also, this information is, they're very upfront about, they're not hiding anything. This is the plan. Yes, <laughs> And we could hear it straight from their mouths. I mean, you do the research, go to the website. The website is? It's WEF. WEforum.org slash great dash reset. Yeah, it's the, it's the, if you've ever heard someone, like Steve Bannon calls them the Davos elite. When people go to Davos in Switzerland, that is, these are the financial elites of the world that meet once a year. Um, well, they do, Zoom. they're meeting all the time, but they have an annual meeting in uh, Davos. So they, it seems just too ridiculous to be real, though. It, it really does. And I think I went through the denial stage a long time ago that something like this was going to happen. But now that we can read it in their own words and hear it from their own mouths, what's going on, um, it's really crazy because it's, it's happening. It's happening. Sorry. Do we want to share the... Okay. So, Lisa, this... If you go on their website, they have podcasts about the Great Reset. And back on... 
July, let's see, June 4th. This is the Great Reset uh, World Economic Forum, the Great Reset. Okay, so I visited that website and I downloaded or I pulled up the very first episode of the Great Reset podcast from June 4th, 2020. And you've got to listen just to the first three minutes and hang in there with me because you're Klaus is a little hard to understand. You're, you're gonna, you you have to hear it from the, um, originator. He originated, this is his program. You've got to hear it from his mouth. Okay. So this is. Hello from the world economic forum in Geneva. My name is Adrian Monk and I'll be moderating today's session. Welcome to this virtual meeting, which has brought together leaders and stakeholders from across the global community for our COVID action platform. Today, this meeting serves as a launch pad for the next chapter, the Great Reset. We have contributions from His Royal Highness, the Prince of Wales, from UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres, from IMF Managing Director Kristalina Georgieva, and from many more in the next hour and a quarter. But to get us underway, let's hear from the forum's executive chairman and founder, Professor Klaus Schwab. Thank you, Adrian. It is obvious that we are in the midst of the most severe crisis the world has experienced since World War II. Okay, I'm pausing because I want you to envision him holding a hairless cat and petting it like Dr. Evil. Okay, we'll continue. 75 years ago, countries and people came together to shape the post-war global order, which brought us decades of peace, increased global cooperation, and prosperity to hundreds of millions of people around the world. The COVID-19 crisis has shown us that our old systems are not fit anymore for the 21st century. It has laid bare the fundamental lack of social cohesion, fairness, inclusion, and equality. Fairness, inclusion, and equality. Just, just calling attention to that. Now is the historical moment, the time, not only to fight severe virus, but to shape the system for the need for the post-corona era. We have a choice. The post-corona era? So is that like, are we starting at, instead of BC and AD, are we now going to be the, the PCE, <laughs> the post-corona era? Like that, what? The post-corona era, era, post-corona era. Ooh. To remain passive, which would lead to, an, to the amplification of many of the trends we see today, polarization, nationalism, racism, and ultimately increased social unrest and conflicts. Polarization, nationalism. What was the other one? Racism. Ra oh, racism and increased social unrest. Man, America sounds really bad when you, when you realize that they're assigning all of those things to America. That's how they think of America. Look at us. We're polarized. We're nationalistic. We're, we actually like that we're Americans. And goodness knows we're racist because everything is racist now. Or, or anti-racist, I guess. You're either racist or anti-racist. But... You can never be anti-racist. You have to be doing anti-racist things. But I digress. And what was the last one? Social unrest. So we had an event. That, let's talk about the Million MAGA March from this okay. angle now. So we had an event at a very polarized time where a bunch of nationalist people who love America went and supported their president and had a, a protest. There was no social unrest. They weren't being racist. 
until they turned around to leave. And what happened? They are attacked. They're called racist. The polarization is there, right? Mm -hmm. And nationalism in a bit is there because they're not, uh, they're (laughs) anti-nationalists. They're anti-nationalists, anti-fascists, fascists. So everything that they proclaim we are, they are. It is the ultimate projection. The ultimate projection. And we know that if you've studied anything at all or know anything about narcissists, they project. That's how they um, divert attention away from them is that they project which makes it pretty easy to know what exactly they're doing. Whatever they're projecting, whatever they're saying you're doing, they are the ones who are actually doing it. It's scary because it's the truth has been eroded. We don't know what truth is. But let's, let's finish this up so you can hear the last of, of Klaus. But doesn't he sound like anything he's talking about you should say no to? Like... If you looked up in an audio dictionary, who give me the sound of the voice of the person I should never put in charge of anything unless I want it to end in starvation and genocide, and then play this voice. This is it. It's like obvious. And God has a sense of humor. I, I, I can attest to it. So he, he, right now he's like, guys, I'm You've trying. You've seen this before, guys. <laughs> You've seen this before. A German. <gasps> oh my gosh. Uh, wanting to take over the world. Oh, Talking about World War II. Saying we need a great reset using the coronavirus. Bringing in a new era. A post corona era. I mean, maybe they hope it lasts for a thousand years. They might. Like this is this is legit. It is really legit. And so I just pray that people don't bypass this stuff as conspiracy theory. Conser- conspiracy theory has been given. The left uses conspiracy theory to shut people up. That's what they do. If they want to shut you up, they say it's a conspiracy theory. Well, if something actually is a conspiracy and you're working on putting together the facts of it and figuring it out, well, yes, it's a conspiracy theory. That is an accurate representation of what you're working on in your mind. That doesn't mean it's dismissible, like automatically dismissible, and a lot of times it's conspiracy facts. But just because they call it a conspiracy, somehow it makes it not true. They have linked conspiracy to they're lying, or it's not true, which once again is projection. Dude, it's, it's pretty wild. Okay, Klaus, we want to hear the last of what you have to say. Not, not, not really, but we need to hear it. We have another choice. We can build a new social contract, particularly integrating the next generation. We can change our behavior to be in harmony with nature again. And we can make sure... I just got to stop. I want to make sure you heard that. He said, we can change our behavior to be in harmony with nature again. The only time I know we lived in absolute harmony with nature was in the garden. Like, what is he promising? I know that he's promising this uh, Green New Deal and saving the planet. That the earth is being held hostage by the elites as a perpetual victim to get us to give them power. They continually use the earth. We must save the earth. We've got to do this for the earth. We've got to be sustainable. We have to do all these things. They are the protectors of the earth. So we have to give them power so they can save the earth so that we can live on the earth that they're the guardians of. That's why they pushed the Green New Deal so hard in 2020. Well, 
If Biden wins, that's going down. It is going down. It's going down. So, okay, let's finish up Klaus. I keep saying that, but we'll get there. That the technologies of the fourth industrial revolution are best utilized to provide us with better lives. In short, we need a great reset. We have to mobilize all constituents of our global society to work together. We must. I'm sorry. The constituents of our global society. What? What is that? What? When did that become a thing? Not if you're an American. I I think not if you're a whole lot of uh, country people who live in countries, like. They're assuming so much authority, just like they're assuming that Biden won the election. It's that same air of superiority and authority. Who gave them power? We're all giving them power a little bit at a time. Mm -hmm. Not miss this unique window of opportunity. For this reason, I'm grateful that we are joined for this announcement of the Great Reset Initiative, not only by His Royal Highness, the Prince of Wales, but by representatives of international organizations, business, trade unions, scientists, and above all, the young generation. Now we have the very special message from the United Nations Secretary General, Antonio Guterres. Straight from the founder's mouth, guys. The UN Secretary General, the Prince of Wales. This is an actual thing. And I feel like that's something that, as a country, I feel like we each just really need to come to grips with it being a real thing. Because we haven't had to worry about anything like this ever in our generation. I mean, you moved here. When, what year was it when you moved here? Early 2000s. Early 2000s, mm -hmm. yeah. So you don't even know pre-9-11 America, girl. I don't. Ooh. I was in high school in New Zealand watching it on TV. Like On the other side of the world. America has changed so much. It's, um, but it's happened, it's like the media, the more media we get, we're just inundated with all this information that we, we're not paying attention to the big picture, to what's going on, where we're actually um, going. Literally, like we're thinking about the days, but not about the journey that our planet is on. Like we're very aware of our rotation on the earth because the light outside everything depends on that but we got to realize that we're moving however many thousands of miles an hour through the solar system going somewhere at the same time that's what our life has has been like here like real like literally but also just how the progression of things Little things have been happening. We pay attention to the day to day, but in the background, we have been moving solidly towards something like this great reset. At least since, like he said, the end of World War II. Yep. The founding of the United Nations. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I will say that also happened and why I have hope is there's a little nation called Israel that happened after World War II as well. Mm -hmm. And come on, three peace treaties in the Middle East. Thank you, President Trump. Three, the Jerusalem, our embassy in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And then on the day after the election, on November 5th, I don't know if you saw, but the UN passed like nine resolutions all condemning Israel for something. 
they changed the name of whatever the um, whatever it was called, the Temple Mount, whatever, I, I can't remember the name of it, whatever the Israeli name for it was, to only the Muslim name and only the mosque. That, that's what they recognize. They do not recognize the other on the day after the election. So it's like, they're moving on down the road. It, it's moving on down the road. And look, this, um, the Great Reset, this is not a fringe thing. This is not something that the UN is doing and no one's on board but them and all the crazy globalists. So, In other words, out. not a conspiracy theory. Not a conspiracy theory. You can hear it straight from Justin Trudeau's mouth. Mm. This is Justin Trudeau. Building back better means giving support to the most vulnerable while maintaining our momentum on reaching the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development and the SDGs. Canada is here to listen and to help. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. This is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges like extreme poverty, inequality, and climate change. Basically, what Klaus said, straight from the mouth of Justin Trudeau. But one thing that he said caught my attention, build back better. Hmm. Where have I heard that? Have you, have, you, have you heard that? Build back better. Yeah, sounds Is it like a Ford commercial? For some reason, it reminds me of like an old Ford, like build, built tough, or I don't know. It reminds me of something like that. But, but was, wasn't someone's political or, or their campaign slogan build back better build back better oh joe biden i wonder if his, joe biden i wonder if his name could start with Our a b president select <laughs> build back better the campaign slogan for the president select of the united states so on his website he explains that building back better means an updated social contract that treats American workers and working families as essential at all times, not just times of crisis. Hmm. That's on Joe Biden's website. So America voted for somebody who has the same platform as Justin Trudeau? And the UN. Wait, I'm just trying to get the Justin Trudeau part. I'm trying to wrap my brain around that. Like, what? A world elite organization wants to reset the world, wants to build back better. And the president of the United States is using the same plan? Does that even sound? Like something that the United States president would do? Would take on the cause of this new social contract? And like he said, basically new world order? I mean, I know George Bush Sr. was the first one to say that in that speech. But when you look about him, then we had the two terms of Clinton. And then we had two of Bush, uh, W. Mm-hmm. And then Obama, and man, he, he was drone happy. Like, he was so bad for so many reasons. And then Trump comes. Trump threw a wrench. It, it, he was the wrench in the machine. And so have you ever had to reset your, your printer? You get a jam, and then you have to go in and reset it. That, that's, a, I think, a good way to, to describe. Like, they were in the middle of printing this big job, and there was a paper jam, and a bad paper jam. And if you've ever had to clear out, like, a paper jam in a, in a copy machine, and you can't figure out where it is or it's in pieces, oh, my gosh, it's horrible. It'll drive you crazy. That's a good picture of, of what Trump did. He's, he's a jam that has just driven them nuts they cannot get it fixed they've called technician after technician to come out and fix it and they can't 
They're like, we just got to reset this thing. Anyway, it's disturbing. And I don't want to share it or talk about it for there to be any fear because I, I have no fear. But I'm not going to act like this isn't going on and this isn't the plan and just I want to live my life, pay attention to my own little things, which I do. But my goodness, we've got to see just for a little bit the big, the big picture and then get with God and, and daily find, ask him what to do with your life, what to do with that information, how he wants to use you. Man, that's the only way to survive this. Well, just like COVID. COVID is the, the opportunity. Yes. People are scared to death of COVID. Because there, there's, there's now there's, um, fear of death is showing. And that's being capitalized on. And if people knew that their eternity was secure in heaven with Jesus and they would have a new body and and live forever you're not you still respect death but if you truly believe that it's not as scary it, it just isn't as scary for us i feel like the fact that people don't know what happens to them when they die and they can say to you and i that we don't know well you don't know Yes, I do, because I, I decided to believe. That's how you know. You decide to believe. I decided to believe, and I have proof, and nothing has changed my mind. This is my belief, and I know it's going to happen. What about you? How do you know there isn't a God? Because you haven't seen proof. Well, that's what you decided. You decided that information is what you believe. That's all. But the enemy's using that big time to corral people. Literally corral people. And I think that's what they're exploiting, this fear of coronavirus, this fear of death. And they are just bringing this, hey, we have a solution. This, the solution is not this, this jointed efforts by all these states and all these countries to tackle the coronavirus. No, we got to have a one-world government, a one-world strategy to deal with COVID, to deal with climate change, to deal with hunger, all of those things. And they are trying to give that to you as, as their salvation. Indeed. Exactly. And that's what, that leads me to this, this next idea I had that we are being inundated with information about this right now. Um, and that there are two ways of handling this crisis. And like what I just talked about, for Christians, we, ha- we have to keep our eyes focused on Jesus. So if you look at our world, let me back up. There are two realities going on right now. If you, there literally are two realities. There's the... Um, the left, the, the legacy media, the academia, corporations, all of that. There's, and they're all wearing masks at everything. And then there's the, they call them Trumpism. or I just call them Americans that love America. I don't know. And Republican, that's not even the right term anymore. Because Republican, that, I believe that is done. That is done until it can be purified of some way. That, that name needs a rehab really does needs needs repentance <laughs> oh lord but we're seeing two realities it, it really is it and if you live in those bubbles you you're not seeing the big picture you're not seeing the whole thing so what i was feeling and really what i feel like god told me is that the in our country we're looking at the middle ground is gone it's gone so where do, where do we look? What do we do? Do we look to left or right? When there's no middle, what do you, where do you go? And I've, I just felt so strongly that 
Jesus is where we go. We keep our eyes focused on Jesus, not the left and the right. And, and he is front and center. So I believe, in a way, if we keep our eyes on him, you know how if you stare at something in your peripheral, you can still see what's going on? You know what's going on. You're not in every detail, but, but you're aware. You're seeing what's going on. That's what I feel like Jesus wants us to do, to keep our eyes focused on him, but be aware of what's going on around us. But he is ultimately our everything, our focus. We have to keep our eyes on him. And, and, and oh, Lord, help me. For Christians, who is truth? A person. His name is Jesus. It's the truth. He's the way, the truth, and the life, right? What is the attack in this world right now? What is the main thing that has been eroded? Truth. It is subjective. It is my truth, your truth. We all have our own truth. Two plus two equals five. What? A man is a woman. A woman is a man? Actually, what is a woman? Like, it's... They're they're distorting everything so you don't know the truth. Is it coincidental that you don't know the truth and you also don't know Jesus? I, I don't know. Possibly. <laughs> For me, that is very motivating to just love, be, and this is part of the reason I felt that we should start sharing our conversations with people. Is I want to encourage people to be Christian everywhere, that be who they are everywhere they are. If they believe in Jesus, if they believe in the Word of God, if they actually believe that the gospel is true, we should have a, a huge burden on our heart for the world who are following something that is a lie. Like if we, I mean, put it bluntly, people are going to help. There are consequences ultimately in life. And people don't want to talk about those. I was talking to my niece, and um, I asked her, I just, I don't know what made me ask her, but I asked her if she believed in the devil. Now, she has accepted Jesus into her heart and all of that stuff and believes in Jesus, but she's 15. So I was asking her if she believed in the devil because, strangely enough, like they did a survey and like over 50% of Christians that were polled or was it 60 something that didn't didn't believe the devil was real. And I asked her and she said no. And I was like, okay, I looked at her sideways. Like, really? I said, do you, do you believe that Jesus is real? She was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, so I opened the Bible and I read Genesis 2. And then I went to um, the New Testament where Jesus was being tempted in the desert by the devil. And I asked her, do you believe now? And she was like, yes, but I don't want to. Man, when we take time to just speak the truth to people, it changes. God will do amazing things with them. Like now, you can't fight a battle if you don't think you're in a fight. If there's no one to fight, if you don't believe in the devil, what are you fighting for? What, why did Jesus have to go to the cross? What did he conquer exactly? Death? The devil? <laughs> and what are we scared of? We're scared to death of death. We're so scared to death we can describe it with being with with the term scared of, to death. We are scared to death of death. It's like 
Shouldn't that be a double negative? So mean, no, we're not scared. It is my heart to help people not be scared in whatever fashion God wants to, to use me to bring that about. But it's a daily thing, right? What are we doing today? It's pretty exciting, actually. <laughs> Would you say it's an exciting time? Oh, it is an exciting time. And I feel like we're in a, you know, a, a bend in the road, a fork in the road. And with what's going on with the not-so-great reset, what they want to do, and with this election. So I, I would say to put a bow on it, this great reset is coming immediately if Biden indeed is our president on January 20th. All of those things are coming. All of the critical race theory, all of the new Green Deal, it's... It's all coming. And actually, no, I got it. Big picture, when you look at what, how they're using the Great Reset, and they talk about it being an opportunity, the opportunity are the lockdowns. And I'll talk about this in a little bit more detail in another podcast. But with these lockdowns, they're killing small businesses. They're not killing Amazon. They're not killing Walmart. They're not killing any of the big box approved um, BLM supporting corporate businesses. They're not killing them. They're killing uh, Joe's barbershop and Susie Q's sewing shop and, and anyone's franchise. Like they're just killing small businesses. Well, small businesses make up the middle class. Right. So once again, they're getting rid of the middle and just creating a further distance between the haves and the have-nots. They want us to be in that desperate situation where we will be crying out to the government for salvation. Mm-hmm. That's what these lockdowns are about. That's the place they want us middle-class Americans. Mm-hmm. That's it. So it, it's all about getting rid of of the middle. And then when I go back and I think of that sort of vision I have of there's the right, there's these two different realities. It's like ditches on the road. We have to keep our eyes on Jesus and stay in the middle, keep our eyes focused to the middle on Jesus. And I feel like that's even when we're praying for these businesses, like I keep getting led back to that center, almost like a plumb line. And God is making it very evident to me that like keeping my eyes focused on Jesus is how we fight this battle on every level, big and small. And that's where you're safe. That's where I feel safe. Isn't that where you feel safe? That is where I feel safe. That's the only place I feel safe. I mean, right now we are literally Peter walking on water with our eyes on Jesus. That's how I feel. You're right. I mean, where we're at in our nation, it's unprecedented. We need to be praying. We need to keep our eyes on Jesus. And we need to pray for Donald Trump and the fight that he's in. The election is not over. Because if, it, if, if Donald Trump loses, this is our future. The Great Reset. Justin Trudeau, Joe Biden. And that's a scary thought. Klaus whatever his last name is, Dr. Evil. I'm just going to call him Dr. Evil. No, like, I wouldn't let him plan anything with that voice. I'm like, you, no, nope, mm-mm. You can't make it up, folks. All right, well, I think, we, I think we've um, done as much damage as we can do for today. Thanks for the great conversation, as always, and helping me think through my thoughts out loud. I appreciate that. It was a great conversation, Kimmy. Yeah. Well, and I just, I'm thankful for the opportunity to do it, and I hope that other people are getting something out of it. 
I know I do. So, (laughs) and I hope you do too. So, all right, Lisa. All right. Till next time. Thank you for joining us on our second episode of the Free Women Podcast. We'll catch you next time.